Welcome to the Linked Up Church Podcast. We are passionate about connecting people to God, family, purpose, and community. Today, Minister David Walker comes with an inspiring message entitled, The Gift of Peace. Get your pen and your pad ready, and let's go into the worship center and hear what God has for us today. It is a very exciting time of the year for many but also this can be a challenging time for some because of financial issues, because of financial pressures, isolation, um, relational issues with families, you know, strained family relationships and dynamics. And so uh, for a few moments, you know, I want to talk about the gift of peace. Because sometimes the holidays can be a little, a little stressful for some. How many of y'all ever been stressed out before? I mean, really stressed out. Oh, somebody put two hands up. You know, I was thinking one time, I was so stressed out at a job. I was making outbound sales calls. And it was the first part of the day. And it seemed like everybody I talked to had an attitude. And I picked the phone up to make another sales call and my cell phone rung. And I'm just like, I can't take another call. But I'm on my work phone and I said, well, let me just try and hurry up and catch my cell phone. So I, caught my, I grabbed my cell phone and I said, hello, and I had called myself. <laughs> I said, it's time to go home. Or time to go to lunch, I'm stressed out. And so I don't want you to be that stressed out. Well, you so stressed, you pick up your work phone and call your cell phone and don't even know. Now, I do, after thinking about this situation, me and my wife's phone numbers are very similar, so I think my intent was that. But nonetheless, I called myself. And so this morning, I want to talk about the gift of peace And our foundational scripture is going to be found in Isaiah chapter 9 and verse 6. The prophet Isaiah prophesied the birth of Jesus 700 years before his arrival. And this is what he said. For a child is born to us, a son is given to us, the government will rest on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of peace. That word prince means the head person, the captain, the ruler, the leader. And so he's the prince of peace. That word peace comes from the Hebrew word shalom, which means completeness, soundness, health, prosperity, peace of friendships, of human relationships with God, especially in covenant relationship. And so Jesus is the leader, the captain, the head person of our peace. Tell your neighbor, say, that's good news. news. Now, in John's gospel, chapter 14, I'm reading this from the Passion Translation. These are the words of Jesus. He says, I leave the gift of peace with you. My peace, not the kind of fragile peace given by the world. 
but my perfect peace. Say perfect peace. Don't yield to fear or be troubled in your hearts. Instead, be courageous. Jesus left us his own peace. Now watch this. The same peace. Say the same peace. The same peace that Jesus operated in in the earth is the same peace that you and I can walk in today. He gifted it to us. It's his peace. Say Jesus' peace. So guess what? What couldn't bother Jesus shouldn't be bothering us. Because he gave us what? His peace. Perfect peace. The world's peace is fragile, it's flimsy, it's frail. It's filled with empty promises and temporary comfort. But Jesus' peace is as solid as Jesus is. Say Jesus' peace. peace. Now, there are three types of peace. And actually, if you're following us today, you can follow us on the YouVersion app. The notes are actually in the YouVersion Bible app. So make sure you, you do that. You can follow along. But there are three types of peace. This is not in your notes, but you may want to write this down. There's spiritual peace. There's emotional peace. And there's relational peace. Spiritual peace, meaning eternal peace. Emotional peace, meaning internal peace. And relational peace, meaning external peace. And so we're going to talk about what kinds of peace Jesus has given to us and how we can get more of the peace of God in our life. Who's interested this morning? Praise God. Well, let's jump into it. Point number one, Jesus came to give us peace with God. 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 18 says, God has done it all. Well, that's a good statement. He sent Christ to make peace between himself and us, and he has given us the work of making peace between himself and others. God does not want you to live disconnected from him. He created you. He made you in his image and in his likeness and for a purpose. And so he does not want his creation to live disconnected or apart from him. Many of us know how difficult it is to have a strained relationship with a relative or a family member. That creates some discomfort. That creates some uneasiness. Well, how uneasy and how uncomfortable is it when there's a disconnect between me and the one who created me? No wonder I can't have any peace. You know what the good news is? God's not mad at us. If you've never made Jesus the Lord of your life, you're going to have an opportunity today. And you can make your peace with God today. Praise God. Look at Romans chapter 5 verse 1. It says, therefore, since we have been made right in God's sight by faith, we have peace 
with God because of what Jesus Christ, our Lord, has done for us. See, the peace that we have with God is not something we did, it's something Jesus did. Tell your neighbor, say, thank God for Jesus. Jesus gave us his peace, and it's because of what he did that we can have peace with the Father. Now, when you're at peace with God, you can receive the peace of God. See, first I have to be at peace with God in order to receive the peace of God. Point number two is Jesus came to give us the peace of God. Say peace of God. Peace of God. Colossians chapter 3 and verse 15 says, And let the peace of God rule in your hearts to the which ye also are called in one body, and be ye thankful. Say thankful. When you're at peace with God, you are postured to receive the peace of God. And when the Apostle Paul was speaking to the church at Colossae, he says, let the peace of God rule in your hearts. Where is your heart? Your spirit. It's on the inside. So that's internal peace. See, when my relationship with God is intact, then I can begin to discover who God made me to be. See, this is the reason why so many are so insecure and they, they struggling and they want to put you down and talk about you and, and, and deflect and project and put all their problems on you is because they don't know who he is. See, if I don't know who he is, I don't know who I am. And if I don't know who I am, I'm going to be going around doing things I shouldn't be doing. When you have a relationship with God, it affects your internal peace. It's in knowing God through prayer. It's in knowing God through the word that we get to find ourselves. God is so good. And he made this, he made this simple. This ain't difficult. But we have to develop that relationship with him. Let's look at another scripture about the peace of God. In Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 and 7, I'm reading it from the Amplified Version. It says, do not be anxious or worried about anything, but in everything, every circumstance and situation, by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, continue to make your specific requests known to God. And the peace of God, say the peace of God. Peace. That peace which reassures the heart, that peace, peace which transcends all understanding, that peace which stands guard over your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus is yours. He says, do not be anxious for anything. 
See, anxiety is a big issue in, in, our, in our world today. How many of y'all know what I'm talking about? I mean, it's a big issue. Because anxiety comes from, many times, us trying to control what we were never called to control. You can't control what's out of your control. And you're going to get stressed out trying to do it. You worrying about people who ain't thinking about their own self. And, they, and you up all night. You can't sleep. And it's creating anxiety. It's creating worry on the inside of you. The scripture says don't be anxious about anything. But in everything. Say everything. everything. By prayer and supplication, specific requests. See, when you pray, you can't just pray them old general prayers. You know, well, Lord, you know. Somebody come and they say, hey, can you pray for me? And you say, well, what you want me to pray for you about? Well, nothing in particular. Well, that's what you're going to get, nothing in particular. Because if we're praying about something, let's just get with it, right? I mean, don't tell me, what you know, nothing in particular. No, there's something in particular. You just don't want to tell me what it is. But I'm not going to judge you. Because we all are going through life. We all go through things, right? And it's through prayer that we can get through. And so the peace of God is not moved by the circumstances, the challenges, the trials, and the afflictions of life. We need to to rely on the peace of God that's on the inside of us. In other words... If you going to pray about it, then quit worrying about it. Just quit worrying about it. But if you're going to worry about it, please, for heaven's sake, stop praying about it. Because when you worry about it and you're trying to pray about it at the same time, you're nullifying your prayers. You're going to either say, God, I know you got this, and I'm not worried about this, or you're going to try to carry this load on your own. And let me tell you something. God don't want you carrying any load. He said, cast all your cares upon me because I care for you. He's a good father. Praise God. You see... When we have a good relationship with God and we know who we are, it makes having relationships with others so much easier. And that's my third point. Jesus came to give us peace with others. Ephesians chapter 2, verses 14 through 16 It says, our reconciling peace is Jesus. He made Jew and non-Jew one in Christ. By dying as our sacrifice, he has broken down every wall of prejudice that separated us and has now made us equal through our union with Christ. Ethnic hatred has been dissolved by the crucifixion of his precious body on the cross. The legal code that stood condemning every one of us has now been repealed by his command. 
His triune essence has made peace between us by starting over, forming one new race of humanity, Jews and non-Jews fused together. Two have now become one, and we live restored to God and reconciled in the body of Christ through his crucifixion, hatred died. Glory. There were some things being accomplished at that cross. And when Jesus died on the cross, he unified us. We have the commonality that we all share is we are part of the body of Christ. That's the commonality we all share. We are all part of God's body. So there's no big eyes and little U's. We all part of his body. And his sacrifice unifies us together. So because I have a relationship with God, because I have peace uh, uh, with myself, now it should be easier for me to deal with some folks. But I mean, I know folks ain't always easy to deal with. Look at Romans chapter 12. I kind of laughed at this, this verse. Romans 12 verse 18. I'm reading it out of the NIV. It says, if it is possible, as far as it depends on you, live in peace with everyone. How many of you know they got some folks? It seems like it's almost impossible. Because folks going to try you. And you got to protect your peace. You got to protect it. If you know that specific coworker is the same one that gets you riled up every single time, you're going to have to avoid them. Don't come home and complain to your spouse, you know, this coworker is bothering me, so and so. Just avoid them. And guess what? Something you can't avoid. And then you just got to have a conversation with them. In love. In love. That's the key word right there. In love. But God has called us to operate in peace with each other. Say peace. When you're operating in the peace of God, you can be led by the peace of God. You know in your heart that when something is not right, something is going on, I shouldn't go in a specific direction. That same peace that's on the inside of you, the peace of God, will actually lead you. You will know if you're making the right decision or not just because of the peace that's on the inside of you. Now, how can I receive the gift of peace? Number one, you got to surrender to God. James 4, 7 in the Passion Translation, it says, so then surrender to God. Stand up to the devil and resist him and he will flee in agony. You're never going to experience the peace of, you're never going to experience the gift of peace running from the Prince of Peace. You got to run to the Prince of Peace. You got to run to his presence. 
You've got to come to the end of yourself. Where you say, you know what? I'm tired of doing it my way. My way hasn't worked. It's time to go a different way. I'm tired of failed relationships. I'm surrendering. I'm done. God, I want you. I need you in my life. You got to come to a place of surrendering. You got to ask God, say, God, I need a moment of clarity. I need you to show me who you are. I need you to show me who I am. I want to know my purpose. I want to know what your plan is for my life. I want to know what your will is for my life. Have a real conversation with the Lord. If you want the peace of God in your life, you got to come to that place. I remember when I was in my late 20s, I was single and ready to mingle. (laughs) But unfortunately, there was no one to mingle with. (laughs) And I had made a commitment in my life that the person that I dated next, it was going, I'm dating them to marry them. We ain't going to the movies and, you know, going out to eat and, you know what I'm saying? Just going through the motions. I said the next person I marry, I mean the next person I go on a date with and, and really get serious about, that's who I'm going to marry. One year went by, two years went by, three years went by. I said, now Lord, something going on here. I know I, know I ain't no bad looking brother now. What's going on, Lord? And... I, I was going through so many challenges, and I remember I was in my house one day, and I started to pray. And as I prayed, this prayer just continued on, and I was in the presence of God. And in that moment, while I was in his presence, I got a glimpse of who I, who I, who, I saw myself the way I was, if that makes sense. Like, I saw me for who I really was and not who I thought I was. I had a moment of clarity. And when I saw that, it broke me to my knees. Because here I am, single, good looking, got a job. Hey, what's the problem, Lord? I'm ready. And in that moment of time, the Lord showed me, buddy, you ain't ready. I'm not talking about 10 minutes. I'm talking about a flash. I saw self-righteousness. I saw all of the ugliness that was in me in one flash. It sent me to my knees. And I said, Lord, I'm sorry. I'll have whatever you want. I'll have whoever you want. I had all these restrictions. I had, I had pages of what I had wrote or what my wife was going to be like. I mean, it would give you a headache. <laughs> one time I read one of my letters, and I said, this letter so long, I didn't even leave any room for the Lord to do any work. <laughs> and in that moment of time, I broke. And I said, Lord, I'll have whoever you want me to have. Amen. Now, Lord, you do know what I like, though. Now, Lord, you do know, right? <laughs> 
Yeah, he know, he know, he know. I heard somebody say, well, Lord, I'm believing God. He know what you like. I didn't say that in that moment because I didn't care in that moment. I was so desperate. Guess what? When I got up after that place in time of prayer, two weeks later, he introduced me to my wife. Two weeks. God's way, surrender. My way, three and a half years single. We'd probably have a few more kids if we were to get... If I'd have surrendered a little earlier. Can you see that? We've got to get to a place where we surrender. That could be your career. That could be you desiring a spouse. That could be any area of your life. If you keep finding yourself, there's no peace. You got to get in the presence. Because in his presence, you're going to find some peace. And you're going to find him. Let me give you point number two. For more peace in your life, we have to embrace an attitude of humility. First Peter chapter 5, verses 6 and 7 says, If you bow low in God's awesome presence, he will eventually exalt you as you leave the timing in his hands. Pour out all your worries and stress upon him and leave them there. For he always tenderly cares for you. Humility is the pathway for peace. Pride is the pathway for conflict. If you want peace, you got to stay in his presence. You say, how do I stay? You got to stay in the word. You got to stay in prayer. Keep that worship music going, not just on a Sunday morning, but in your ride home. In your home, you have a, a, a worship time and a place where you spend time with God. If you want peace, you've got to stay in his presence. Proverbs chapter 13 and verse 10, I'm reading again from the, from the Passion Translation. It says, wisdom opens your heart to receive wise counsel, but pride closes your ears to advice and gives birth only to quarrels and strife. Wow. Maybe pride is the reason why you're not operating in the level of peace you want. The scripture says that pride is pregnant with twins and giving birth to two. Quarrels and strife. So whenever you see contention in a relationship between yourself and someone else, pride is sitting front and center. Could be with yourself. It could be with the other person. But ultimately, pride is there. And where pride is, there is no peace. And so if we're going to receive the peace of God, we got to humble ourselves. We've got to recognize we don't have it all figured out. Amen. And we need help. How many of y'all need help? I need help. I need help. Let me give you the third point. 
expect the Lord to help you. Matthew chapter 11, verses 28 through 29, it says, Then Jesus said, Come to me, all of you who are weary and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you more work. Oh, y'all don't see that? Oh, he said, I'm going to give you rest. He, said, he didn't say I was going to give you more work. He said, I'm going to give you rest. He says, take my yoke upon you. Let me teach you because I am humble and gentle at heart. And you will find what? Rest for your souls. See, we got to go in his presence to receive that rest. We've got to expect that the Lord can take that heavy load. You walking around with this heavy load and you complaining to everybody else about it. And the Lord, his arms are wide open saying, daughter, son, what about me? See, many times we don't see God as he truly is. God is a father. The Bible says he's the father of spirits. He's a father that wants to have a relationship with you. Relationship with you. He wants to be close to you. You know, at the, at the core of who we really are, we're just spirit. That's all we really are. That's why I don't really don't understand racism. Because when you slip out of this body, you ain't going to be no race. You're a spirit. At the core of who you are, you're a spirit. My physical body my spirit is wearing my physical body. I'm spirit first. God is a spirit. The most important relationship in my life should be the relationship with my father. I love my wife, but I love God more. I love my children, but I love God more. We are spirit first. And just like I'm wearing this jacket, if I took this jacket off and I let it fall to the ground, there's no life in the jacket. The only life that this jacket have right now is the life my body is giving it. The only life that your physical body have right now is the spirit life that's in you. Your spirit is wearing your physical body. And so we got to get in contact and understand how important it is to know that we're spirit first. I ain't got time to get drawn off into different conversations with everything that's going on in this world. I got to draw close to God. Because at the end of the day, when it's time for me to transition, 
My spirit going to slip out of this physical body like some of us slipped on shoes this morning. And you know what God going to say? God ain't going to say, well, were you Baptist? Were you Catholic? Were you black? Were you white? He going to say, did you know my son Jesus? But Lord, I was in the church. I was on the front row. I served in 14 departments. But do you know my son? Did you know my son? Because at the end of the day, it's about his son. He said, come to me, all you who, are heavy, who have heavy loads. He said, I'm going to give you rest. Man, the best decision you could ever make in your life is to give your life to Christ. I have yet to regret my decision for Christ. He's a good God. Say peace. The gift of peace. In the presence of the Lord, you will find rest for your souls. I challenge you as we're coming to the end of this year, I challenge you and you know we're going to be gearing up with Connect 21 coming starting in, in January. It's going to be starting. But I challenge you before this year is over that you begin to push further into the presence of God. And you will notice without a shadow of doubt that your level of anxiety will go down and your level of peace will go up. Get in the Word. Get in prayer. Stay there. And watch God increase your peace. Praise God. I trust that this message has touched your heart today. Listen, we don't claim to have all the answers, but we do know one answer, and his name is Jesus Christ. So if you don't have a personal relationship with him today, we want to invite you to do so. Or maybe you had one with him, but you've just gotten away, and you're desiring to come back to Christ today. I want to lead you in a simple prayer today. If you would, repeat this after me. Put your hand over your heart and say these words. Say, Dear Heavenly Father, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. I believe that he died, rose from the grave, and he is alive right now. Lord Jesus, come into my heart and save me now. As a result of what I've confessed with my mouth, and what I believe in my heart, I am right now born again and in right standing with God. In Jesus' name. Praise God, we are so excited for you. We believe that today is the first day of the rest of your life. Congratulations, we are so excited that you made the decision to get connected to God. Thank you for listening today. If this message encouraged or inspired you in any way, please subscribe to us on your favorite podcast app and leave a review too. For past messages, updates, and more, please visit us at linkedupchurch.com or download the Linked Up Church app. 
You can also watch live services, view past messages, and see our dynamic content for children, youth, and teens on our Facebook and YouTube pages. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Linked Up Church. And if you would like to support more of what we're doing, you can give online at linkedupchurch.com or text Get Connected to 94000. Thanks again for listening. Have an amazing week, and we look forward to connecting with you.